Before we get to today's episode, I want to let you know about the new Pop Punk and Pizza email list. You can sign up at poppunkpizzapod.com forward slash mailing list and get notified every time a new episode drops, who's going to be on the podcast soon, contests, when new merch items are available and more. Now, just keep in mind, I'm not going to sell your information and this is strictly for the podcast. Again, sign up at our new email list at poppunkpizzapod.com forward slash mailing list. Thanks. I'm going out. I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up. I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello. It's nice to meet ya. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the holiday season so far. I know Hanukkah is currently underway, so happy Hanukkah, if that's what you celebrate. I actually watched, uh, not that this is Hanukkah related, but I watched Elf with my girlfriend over the weekend for the first time this holiday season. And you know, and I've seen that, mil- that movie a million times, but it's seriously, it just never gets old. I still laugh out loud each and every time. So I guess what I mean to say is that I hope you're finding some way to still enjoy the holidays, even with all the craziness going on on in the world right now. So on today's episode, we hear a conversation I had with Alex Magnin, which I'm hoping I pronounced his last name right because I actually forgot to ask him uh, when we were talking, but uh, Alex is the lead vocalist of New York-based band Young Culture. Their self-titled full-length album was released this past October via Equal Vision Records, and it seems to be one of the fan favorites this year in the pop-punk scene. So Alex was kind enough to talk with me about the new album and a long list of other great topics, and it was a lot of fun. So let's take a listen. It's great to have you here. I'm really glad that uh, Becky hit me up about um, doing an interview with you because I was, you know, I've, I've been listening to to this uh, to the Young Culture, the new album uh, since she showed it to me. I just love it. Um, oh, thanks. I was I was just now just trying to figure out like literally right before you called me, I was going through the the track list. I was trying to figure out what my favorite song is, and I think I think it's Holiday in Vegas. I think that's cool, my favorite man. song. Yeah, that's just I don't know. There's just a, such a great hook to it, and I was just as I was listening to it, it's just this whole record is just impressive. It as far as well, I mean, the songwriting of course too is impressive. But I was just noticing just now like how the great the tones are, and everything is just. It's so uh, beefy. I don't know how you want to yeah. describe it. I but. mean, yeah, dude, that sounds great to me. I mean, like, definitely things we were going for. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I Have you ever been to Vegas, by the way, bringing up a holiday in <laughs> Vegas? Yeah, yeah, we went to Vegas one time. We never played a show there, but um, 
one tour we had like uh an off day or just a night off no it wasn't even a whole off day we just went and we had like a night off and we stayed out on the strip until like 5 a.m and then we did like eight it was not a good idea (laughs) (laughs) yeah words of the wise so wait you had a day off but you had to do a show the next day is that i want i want to say like it was like a driving day okay uh like sometime last year and like and like vegas was like in between so we stayed there and then we just uh, yeah we we stayed there and then we went to some uh casinos well actually i don't even think we were like we were able to get into a lot of them because i think like half of us like i don't think i was 21 at the time so i don't think i was able to like (laughs) but there there had to been some cool things that you saw even though you were under 21 I mean, yeah, it definitely was like, uh, like just really cool because it's like, you know, it's just like one of those places where it's like, oh, you know, you should go to Vegas sometime in your life. And it was like, right. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Wish I had more time and wish I was old enough to like gamble or whatever. I think mm-hmm. I might be old enough to gamble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, obviously you were up till 5 a.m. You might not remember much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It was a holiday in Vegas, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh or or as us uh, maybe some would say holidays you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god sorry that was that was so cheesy of me to say but we're, both, I, we're both just nerding out over here yeah being, being i major dorks i just couldn't i couldn't uh i couldn't pass pass up on that uh <laughs> On that I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> chance there. Um, speaking of laughing and goofing off, when uh, you know Becky, she sent me the link to Better Off as Friends to the music mm-hmm. video, and I just laughed my ass off at the yeah. beginning of that music video. Oh my god, that was <laughs> good times. Good times. <laughs> I don't want MTV. Yeah, I want Disney Channel. I want Disney. <laughs> channel yeah, and, i told him he had to say that i was like that's a must <laughs> he's just like screaming and yeah. then you know his his hair is up in a little bun he's got his sunglasses on yeah just looking like such a douchebag <laughs> oh man that was that was so good um it kind of reminded me of a little bit of um that one i'm forgetting the name of the song now um the music video with some 41s where the beginning. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Still waiting where they're like. Is it still waiting? Like, okay. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, what's your name? He's like, Derek. He's like, not anymore. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yeah. See, yeah. numbers are, are out. You're, yeah, you're he's called like, the sums. Green, Green Day 75. Blink 182. Green Day 75. <laughs> he's like, what's it now? The. Huh? The Led Zeppelins. <laughs> you get me? <laughs> It's funny. I just watched that video the other day. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great music video. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I guess that's kind of what, you know, the beginning, you know, of uh, mm-hmm. Better Off as Friends definitely reminded me of that. Yeah, um, definitely was a spinoff of those types of videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the this record, um, you know, it's about trying to find your way in your early 20s. And, you know, it's got themes of young love and highs and lows of friendship and struggles with mental health. So what has your experience been with being in your early 20s? What's what's going on with you? Well, yeah, I mean, like, 
particularly like the things in, in this song was just I want to make sure I touched up on on all the things that I felt like I guess were important to me um you know and like things I feel like kind of kind of you know sculpted who I am and you know like so I, like I just talk about like the things like you know like obviously like relationships and that's not just like love but obviously that's a big one in it and like friendship and you know like me- mental health and stuff like that and things that you know you don't really realize are maybe you know not so normal or more normal and like just things like that and just want to touch up on things you know like that up until this point kind of like things that were big in my life and that I thought about and that mattered a lot to me and you know just um but yeah I mean like as far as like you know just being being I'm 22 now and like you know I just feel like I'm starting to like find my way and like become like an adult and it's kind of scary but it's also like really exciting at the same time you know because it's all so uncertain you know and like I just moved like into like my first you know place I just moved to Manhattan and I've been living there and and uh and it's just been you know it's just it's just crazy you know like it's different different life you know (laughs) yeah well hey congratulations on on being in your first place that's awesome man thanks yeah it's just weird things like that you know and it's like just trying to find my way and I feel like this album was a uh kind of like a setup for like you know I'm like okay like this is the album I have to make to start like the rest of my life you know and that's kind of like how I felt about it making it that's how I feel about it now I'm like okay these are some things I need that needed to be said some things I want to talk about and just some vibes I want to get out and it's the the album that I've been wanting to make since we started this band you know so Mm -hmm. it's exciting yeah that is exciting so going let's go back to like age 18 so Mm -hmm. when you're when you were 18 how did you look at people in their early 20s or what did you think that would be like and now that you're there what's the what's the comparison like what's the expectations or like versus the reality or like the dreams versus the do you get what Mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah no i get what you're saying and yeah i mean what's funny because like you know like like being like 17 18 was around the time that like young culture started and it was like graduating high school and um, knowing I couldn't, uh, like really go to college because I, you know, couldn't really get into college. I wasn't good at anything else besides doing music, but I knew I had this dream and I knew that, uh, I wanted to pursue it with my whole heart. And I knew that I, you know, had a shot at it. So we gave it a shot. And in some ways, you know, like I, like, I didn't think that I like, it would have ever like even worked out. And I mean, I guess that's like an open-ended thing to say, cause what is making it, you know? And like, right. to me, like, you know, I'm, I'm not there, but I've already done a lot of the things like the milestones that I wanted to. So it's like, so looking back when I was like 17, 18 and, and to like where I'd be now, I'd say I'm probably, you know, exactly where, where I want to be, but you know, like, um, never really completely satisfied, you know, <laughs> Always right. more. yeah. What's yeah. something though, that you thought at 18, and looking at someone who's like 22, mm. what's, what's something that you got completely wrong? Oh about? man. I thought, I thought that I would have it figured out. I thought that I would have, have like money and I thought that I would like, you know, but I mean, I think that's a common thing for my generation in general, you know, it's like, psych. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, yeah. So I definitely thought that like, you know, like by the age of like 21, 22, that like, I would have my life more together and not to say that I, you know, 
it's in shambles, but you know, like, and I thought that I wouldn't, you know, feel as many destructions as I did, but it's just, you know, that's how it goes. It's just different things than, than, than what it was. And, and, you know, in retrospect, though, I guess looking at anybody who was my age didn't really have it together at this age. So, yeah, know. that's very true. Like, I didn't have my shit together at all. I'm still trying to get my shit together, but you know, um, yeah, it's, it's so strange. Like when I, I mean, I, I just think back to when I was 18 and thinking about people who were in their like early twenties and I thought, Oh, like, you know, I'll have my, Mm -hmm. I'll have my shit together by then. And I, I like, I definitely didn't, you know, and it's exactly. just like, you think like, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's oh. just like, what's that? And that's exactly what I was trying to like, you know, like I felt, I felt the same way. Like, but I also felt like I had high expectations, like, and, and, and that's why I was trying to say, like, I think I met a lot of them, but I think that like, also like, it's like, well, like I underestimated how hard this thing would be. You know what I mean? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no. I, uh, stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just so strange. I, I guess like it being 22, like you're still like really young and you're like, still like, um, you're, it, I feel like it's not terribly different from like being in your late teens. Like as I look back on, you know, my like early twenties right. and late teens, it's like, it's just crazy how they go by so quickly. And then you wake up one day and you're, you know, and you're like in your late twenties and you're like, Oh, I need to get my stuff together. Don't I? <laughs> I know. I know. And that's why like, uh, you know, like when you asked me that, like, I think I could, I could tell you more like when I was like younger than that, like when I was like, you know, getting into high school, like I definitely didn't think that this would be like a reality. Like I thought that I was like, I was like, there's no way like I, I'm going to be able to pursue music like professionally. But mm-hmm. so that that's more exciting, you know, yeah. because back then I was completely skeptical to being like, this is my only option of being like, okay, maybe I can, um, make this work if i if i give it my all you know mm-hmm. well good for you man that's that's awesome i mean like i said this this record is is really great and you know maybe i, I you know i read there was a lot of nights while recording and such mm-hmm. it was fueled by cheap wine so maybe it was all the cheap wine that made this record so great i mean yeah so yeah. i gotta know <laughs> what, what was the cheap wine because if i ever want to make another record again maybe that's going to be oh. the magic touch <laughs> for all the cheap we i remember we would buy the same thing we were in so we were in canada right we were in toronto when we were okay. recording it and um and they and they don't have like like the liquor stores there are called lcbo's anybody that's canadian watches this word yeah no shit like is that um, like but, a is that generally what they call them or is that like the name of the that's store like what they are they're they're government sanctioned at least in ontario they're government sanctioned uh liquor stores it's like the only place where they can sell liquor they're called that's LCDOs. so weird i know right and so we would go there like every night or like every day before we go to the studio and we would each get like these like horribly like tall bottles of wine and like we would each like <laughs> dome one and it was just like yeah i mean uh i had a pretty good metabolism up until like that point 
I think I just kind of like shot it. So. I tanked it. <laughs> yeah, shot myself in the foot with that one. It's fun though. It was fun. Really, really got gross though after a while. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna be uh, that. That'll be your story for your. Uh, if you ever have kids or grandkids, you'll be like, <laughs> never drink that cheap wine from Toronto. Yeah. From the, yeah. I, I do remember, though, there like it, there was like a cupcake wine that we would get. And cupcake. That was just, just you can imagine the amount of sugar in there. So it was a lot of oh, bad yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So did you get a chance to explore any of Toronto at all? I've heard I've heard great things about it. Yeah, we spent, we, yeah, I'm like between just uh, like a lot of different things. We spent a lot of time in that city and it's definitely like a, like a second home to us, you know, um, and like Canada in general, like we just love it and, um, like have a lot of great people there. So yeah, Toronto is awesome. I love it. What's yeah. been one of your favorite spots to, to tour in? Well, you know, like, uh, obviously like being from New York and stuff, like the, the exciting the real, real exciting things have been like going to the West coast and getting to see like California for the first time and getting to see like, um, you know, like the Pacific Northwest and like Texas and Colorado and things like that, that always, I mean, so far that's been like the most thing imagine what's going to be Molly, you know, like that's going to be a whole game changer. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's such a, a, a big, uh, difference between the, between the coasts, you know? Cultural. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like different countries, like yeah. coast to coast, you know? Right. So you grew up in New York. Yeah. It's really cool though. Yeah. Which is where I'm at right now. My parents are now, uh, not, I'm actually not in at my apartment right now, but in my old, old childhood bedroom. Right nice, nice, man. <clears throat> you got like the old uh, baseball trophies up and or the old like kiss posters or something like that. Uh, <laughs> or whoever, you know, it was. No, but what do I have? No, my mom. I think my mom just uses it. Yeah, uses an office now. So it's kind of all adulted. <laughs> do you still listen to some of those same bands that you listened to when you were like 10 or eight yeah 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 were, i'd say so or Sorry. or i maybe i should rephrase what what is something that you listened to you know years and years ago that you thought was amazing and now you're like wow that was awful <laughs> anything you know, like, oh i mean like obviously but one thing that i'll always like is like they all have like redeeming qualities like it's like you go back and you and you re-listen to them and it's like, all right, like, yeah, this is bad, but like there are like the reasons why I liked it. And like there's like certain parts of it, like, you know, like I go back and like, you know, I obviously like I had like a huge like metalcore phase and like now and like now I listen back to some of those like, you know, bands like when I was in like middle school, like where they were like doing like the techno screamo thing and i'm like all right this is like pretty bad but like there's a reason why i like this you know i mean even even the ones that like you're saying like from my childhood like mm -hmm. that i that i really like like you know like i go back and i listen to like uh like fallout boy and like dashboard confessional and like you know bands like that and then later on it was like you know like the like man overboard and like transit kind of stuff and like story so far like and like, you know, I kind of like feel like at one point I fell out of that, but then you kind of come back to it because there's a reason why you loved it so much at the beginning, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, what, 
what was it like for you growing up in in New York? Where did you didn't grow up in Manhattan? Did you? Did you grow up in one of the other mm-hmm. boroughs or? No, I grew up. I grew up in in Albany, New York, which is upstate. Um, oh yeah, that's way far. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't grow. I didn't start living in New York City until like I mean I grew up going there like, um, in like for like the past like five, six, seven years like I would go there every weekend. Um, um, anyways, but so like obviously it's, New York City's like always been like a big part, and I always knew that like that's where I wanted to go. But um, did grow up. I grew up in Albany, in like the suburbs of Albany, and. And growing up here, um, yeah, I mean, normal. Like, I, I, I mean, other than, like, just me, like, the only, like, really outlandish thing, like, of my childhood is, like, I didn't really, like, know anybody. Like, I didn't have any, like, other Asian friends, you know what I mean? Like, I was always, like, like the only one, you know? Kind of, like, uh, so, I mean, like, that's, like, that was, like, the only, like, out, like, like crazy thing, you know? And then it's like leaving like your hometown. You're like, Oh, there are other people like me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, New York, I mean, you've got literally every, almost every culture you can think of Mm -hmm. and the city. Right. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. So what part of Asia is your family originally from? My mom's from the Philippines. Oh, okay. Cool. I was going to guess, I was going to guess Philippines, but I obviously I didn't, I didn't want to assume, you know, you just kind of like throw guesses out there. Um, so is how how far down the line does it go to Um, like, I think my mom's first generation. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean like, but, uh, more so just like in, in that vein, like, just like, you know, I, I guess like uh, apart from that, it's like, okay, I was like the only kid in my like school growing up, like I grew up in a very like suburban like school. And like, you know, I was the only kid who was into this type of music. And I like also like was the only person that like, you know, like looked like me in my school and like, and it was just like all these like things. And it made me feel like I was like such an outcast. And I didn't think that there was anybody like me, but I, you know, wasn't necessarily like, um, like cast it out like for either of those things thank god but i mean like uh it definitely like you know like leaving i it kind of like made me realize i was like wow like you know i'm far from being alone you know and uh yeah i just grew up in, in a very like different setting like then yeah i i guess they like there's more people who are relatable to me than where i'm from you know <laughs> right yeah so do you remember like that first time that you connected with <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> excuse me um yeah. do you remember that first time you connected with someone that actually knew the style of music that you were into or like the same bands do you remember that moment because you you're you were talking about how much like no one really Mm -hmm. listen to that you know type of music and no one knew what bands you were talking about so do you remember like that that first time yeah yeah and you know who it was it was my guitar player Gabe and I met him (laughs) at like uh the beginning of middle school when we were like 11 and he he was he was a skateboarder he skated and I played music and like I, I thought that he was like so cool and like so I like befriended him and like I would go to his house and we were just like, I would show him music and like, I introduced him to a lot of this kind of stuff, but like he introduced me to other things. And I just remember like, that was like the first time when I was like, you know, like what we're talking about, it's like, Oh, like this is somebody like, I'm not alone. Like this is somebody who is very similar to me. And that was really special. 
and I, it's become even more special now. I mean, clearly, it, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I always love hearing when um, people like they end up meeting their their bandmates, like in in mm-hmm. high school or just out of high school or or whenever, and and then they're you know still still with them, um, you know, yeah, right, as yeah. as they're. Um, you know, going through the the process of of being a band and being a songwriter, and um, mm-hmm. which like how does how does songwriting work for you? How does how does that work? Um, I'd say like majority of the time, like at least it used to be like this. I it would just mainly be like me and my acoustic guitar, and I'd like write a song like very singer songwriter style, and then bring it to the the cutting room pretty much, and then we'd um you know. Uh, finish it up from there like bring in like live instruments whatnot um more so lately though now i got two band members with me i got gabe and troy and um and they do a lot of like instrument instrumental writing and so they'll send me like an instrumental or something for me to work with and then i'll write like lyrics over it but it's very non-conventional there's not there's a lot of different ways that we do it especially because we all live far from each other like i'm in new york obviously and then gabe's in massachusetts now and uh, oh, Troy lives in, in Kentucky, so it's like we all are all apart, you know, and we're all right. uh, all spread apart. But uh, we make it work, and uh, it's great. We got really great process, and and we all work really well together, the three of us. So, was guitar the first thing you learned, or is that maybe is that the only instrument that you know? As a drummer, and then and I started out like um, doing that in like church band and stuff like that you know like playing at um playing drums in my church and then from there i like you know knew i wanted to start learning how to like you know pick pick up the ladies pretty much yeah i was like i gotta learn how to sing and i gotta, learn how to play <laughs> I gotta put down the drums i get no chicks man yeah, you just no, said I mean, it dude that's like the stereotype man <laughs> yeah i don't know man i don't know but uh i just know that yeah i really want to like learn how to start singing and playing guitar so like uh, around like the age of like 10 or 11 i switched switched gears and pretty much put all my focus into that uh yeah and then that's been my main uh vehicle since then <laughs> what was the first song you learned on guitar oh man you you might know what you might know this one uh, <laughs> you remember a band called a rocket to the moon they were yes. trying to like yes. yeah I like they're awesome and they had this song called dakota um which was like off like their like first ep and that came out when i was about like 10 or 11 and um and yeah and i like wanted to learn how to play that song so that was the first first like real one i learned how to play like like chords for and then like tried to learn how to sing it and whatnot and i'm sure it was god awful but definitely learning it's so funny you bring that up because i was talking to someone recently i think it was on the podcast that brought up that band too and i'm trying to remember mm. who it was now but it seems to be a uh a, a trend lately of, of talking to people <laughs> that was like you know one of their first bands that they listened to or yeah. um they were you know, great that yeah. whole fueled by ramen era of like music was pretty much like very defining for me you know mm-hmm. yeah it was <laughs> was very different at that time you know totally totally yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so how does hip hop and, and country and even hardcore, how does that all fit with with young culture? Because I know you take influence from all these different genres. How do you decide to 
blend them together? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously like we, if, you know, if we're going to put those in there, it must mean that we like those genres. So uh, right. that obviously, but, um, when we started, when me and Gabe started the band, um, like that was our sole intention. Like, you know, like, cause I think like going into high school is when we started getting into that, maybe country a bit later. That's more of like a, a now thing that we are like acquiring the taste for. Um, like but, modern uh, country, like current I'd country. Say, I'd say so. I mean, like, you know, okay. I, I always, I never like want to put my like musical taste in a box and it's like, obviously, you know, like people like what they like, but, and that's more so when, when Troy joined the band too, like he, he likes country a lot, but we like, you know, we're really in like, hip hop and and obviously like radio pop and stuff like in high school so we knew like we were playing in pop punk bands like just straight pop punk bands and we were like we want to like you know don't ever want to put ourselves in a box and and want to experiment do other kinds of things and so that's exactly what we did and we and we decided to uh you know just incorporate other things more than just pop punk like it's like a pretty like pop pop rock band young culture is but it's like why not try try to just incorporate these other things that we that we love, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, man. Why not? I mean that that seems to be where things are going currently. A lot of the bands that I talk to are are talking about genre blending like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, that definitely seems to be the the growing trend. The right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, kind of yeah. em- embrace all the the different parts of the the music world. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, so it, being um, the way that things are right now, I mean, it it seems like this pandemic is is going to be going on for a while now. What what's in store for young culture to you know continue to navigate through this virtual world? It seems mm-hmm. like that we're all living in now. Um, so like, as far as like, what's your plan to like connect with fans and, and things of that nature right. since, since live shows well, aren't a thing. And mm-hmm. well, we, um, well, we got like, uh, quite, quite a like few things on the table right now and not too much I want to talk about because it's, it, it's still like in the works, but I mean, sure. like definitely got like some things because, you know, right now it's just seeming like that's what you got to do. And, you know, um, we had like a pretty jam-packed year. Uh, we did one tour at the beginning of the year and then towards the end of that found out about COVID and like the last four shows got uh, canceled, but we knew we had an album that we had to put out. And so we just wanted to make sure we'd like want to make sure that this whole year was jam-packed with content. We put out, you know, all a bunch of singles from the album and put out the album and we put out a collab song with a band called super American and, and did like two like live videos and just all these things that we you know, for content. And now we're pretty much like at a point like where it's like, all right, we can rest, but we got, um, we got some other things. We definitely got some other things. And I know that's just like the typical obvious answer, but <laughs> some things I'm really excited about that I can't talk about. So, oh, okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Cause it's, it's always interesting to hear, um, this day and age, how bands are planning to connect with their fans online since that's <laughs> like the only option you know, we have at this point. Right. Totally. You know, agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, an age of, of like reinvention almost and, and different <laughs> creative ways of, of navigating through this crap. Right. Right. I totally agree. And it's like, yeah, you got it. You got to like, you know, you got to find, find new ways, but I mean, that's nothing new. The music industry is always changing and, and 
It's crazy. I mean, you think about it like when people were, you know, it shifted from CDs to iTunes, from, you know, iTunes to streaming, you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. all happened within my lifetime, you know what I mean? And it's like, so be it, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you gotta do it. Yeah, no, it's, it's the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, So anything else, man, um, before we wrap up? No, sir. I mean, I appreciate no. you you talking with me and whatnot. And uh, yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed it, man. I I really appreciate you being able to to reschedule and everything. Of course, of course. So. Um. Yeah. I mean, like you know, I'm always down down for this kind of stuff, and and I appreciate you taking time to talk to me and whatnot out of your day. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, dude. Of course. I'm I'm always here to support. I mean, young culture. I love the band. I love the new record. Um, everyone should go listen to it after they, uh, have, or even better yet, go buy it for goodness, for goodness sakes. Um, now all your, uh, social media handles are young culture NY, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to make sure, make sure we get that right. And then, uh, it's young, even your, yeah, even your website is young culture NY now that I'm looking it up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like if, if you, uh, you know, check out the self-titled LP on Spotify, you find you like it, go ahead and, and actually buy the vinyl. And I think you've got CDs available too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you air drumming over there? I am air drumming. <laughs> what, what is cur- What are you currently air drumming? We're talking about the story so far. So I was just doing one of the bop, 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 and it's pop punk and pizza. So I was like, it's in pop punk. So I was like, I know I like, it typically like uh, pre pandemic. Like I actually eat pizza with the guest is usually oh, what so happens. Sick. Yeah. Like if you guys were like, let's say your tour was going through the Chicago area. Like I would have met up with you at your show and we would, I would have brought pizza and we would have, you know, hung out and talked so well let's let's do that when when it comes back around all right yeah man i'm totally down for it so hopefully that'll Sounds just good. be sooner than later you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd be i hope like, so too it might be a good two years from now i'll go ahead and put it in my calendar oh. <laughs> jeez don't tell me that <laughs> yeah but, it's uh, yeah hopefully hopefully fingers crossed yeah, fingers crossed <laughs> all right alex well you have a great uh, rest of your night man uh, likewise, thanks so much. I'll, t- I'll catch you soon, all right? All right, sounds good. Peace. Right. <laughs> Peace, man. But you got up in back for this summer. When you came back, it wasn't the same. I think our palette's losing its color. Baby, it ain't that such a shame. I still got that feeling when you're leaving. I might never see you again. But so many of them between that we were better off this day. I still got that feeling when you're Thank you so much again to Alex Magnin of Young Culture for spending time with us today. Really enjoyed that. You know, it's just always energizing to talk to someone who's really, really passionate and driven to make music their lifelong career. Because as you and I know, that's super hard to do. But 
that's why we do this podcast, right? To help them along and uh, give them that, the support that they need. And uh, also to Becky of Big Picture Media for setting up this interview. Now, Young Culture's self-titled album is available everywhere now via Equal Vision Records. You can pick up a physical copy along with other merch items at youngcultureny.com. The band can also be followed on social media at Young Culture NY. And I'm excited to see what the future has in store for them. So that's it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I'm Jacques Lamore, and I cannot thank you enough for being here. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the podcast and, and drop a positive rating and review. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Catch up on previous episodes. You can buy merch and sign up for our new mailing list at poppunkpizzapod.com. And if you're looking for a place to advertise your band's music or maybe your business or event, uh, sponsoring an episode of Pop Punk and Pizza is a great way to get the word out. You can get all the details about sponsorships at poppunkpizzapod.com as well. Now, your band, uh, your publicist, your manager can also reach out to me at bangerangradio at gmail.com about having your music played on the podcast or for a possible interview. It's always great to hear from new people, so please don't hesitate to reach out to me. My email address again, bangerangradio at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you send me your EPKs, Spotify links, YouTube links, all that fun stuff. Uh, now, the next episode of the podcast is going to drop here in just a couple of days, this Thursday, December 17th, with Eric Drogmiller and Vinny Fiorello of the record label Lost Music Collective. And I'm really excited for you to hear this one because we got really deep into uh, label business and management and the state of the pop punk scene and so much more. It's a really, really informative episode, and it's also a great way to get to know more about Lost Music Collective and what their mission is as a label because they're a brand new record label. They haven't been around terribly long, a couple, almost a couple years is what we talked about on the podcast so it's kind of like a, a way to introduce to you on who the heck is lost music collective and and who's running it so because they've been snatching up a lot of great pop punk bands in the scene lately and i th- think some people are still kind of like turning their heads to the side like what's lost music collective so i i think this is a great way for everyone to uh learn more about eric and Vinny and uh, the label so i will talk to you in a few days be safe hey, hello. It's nice to-